0: What's up, homies? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch Show podcast here on the OutKick Bets podcast feed. I am the host, Jeff Clark, a sports betting analyst here at OutKick, and it's the first day after the Super Bowl, so I think most of you are going to be looking to pivot towards gambling on basketball. I'm assuming most of the OutKick audience are college basketball fans, more so than NBA fans, but... I'm grinding in the NBA daily, so expect to see picks from me as you have every day in the NBA season, and I like to do a NBA hoops at lunch show here Monday through Fridays. Um I'm not where I want to be though through the first six weeks of this podcast. My podcast record fell to 3840 and two after a terrible one and three. Friday, I connected with a fellow Outkick handicapper David Troy, and he actually talked me into one of my um, my only bet on the four game card that I gave out Friday. So definitely trending in the wrong direction. Um, I did get some of it back on Saturday. By publishing a three-picks NBA piece that went 3-0. and Also went 2-0 and in college basketball. Hit a live bet that I posted on Twitter as well. Betting the Philadelphia 76ers at plus 225 money line odds. When they were down by 10 at the Brooklyn Nets. So, made some of the money back. But none of it was here on the podcast. Which really, really sucks. Um, again, not... Heading in the direction I wanted to be, but still very confident in how I'm seeing things and eager to get back out there and give you guys some bets that hopefully you could follow. If not, um, maybe you're fading. Either way, just want to add to the betting conversation and provide some analysis that you guys can find useful. So real quick, let's talk about the Friday or just um, actually it was a Thursday. I think. 11 game slate. You know what? I take that back. It was a Friday. I know because I went to happy hour Friday and watched all my picks just get absolutely nuked. The first one I took, the Pacers plus one hosting the Phoenix Suns. That was never the right side. My homie David, as you guys might remember, gave out the Phoenix Suns in the first quarter, which ended up cashing. Um, The Pacers are the worst first quarter team in the NBA. And... The again, it was never the Pacers were never um trending towards covering that game or or winning it outright. So they lost 117 to 104. That sucks. Next game that also sucked, I took two and a half with the Pelicans. They were, I believe, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland dump trucked them 118 to 107. Uh the third game, another loser with the Raptors minus eight. They hosted the Utah Jazz, lost 122 to 116. They were in line to cover that game. Uh or on, on track to cover that game is probably the better way of putting it. But the Jazz outscored the Raptors 39-20 in the fourth quarter. Um just to really kick my head underwater. So uh, that locked in a losing Friday. I did get one of the four bets that I made. Um, I did cash one of them with the Bucks plus two at the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Bucks won that game 119 to 106. So overall, just a terrible Friday, but I do have three best bets here on the Monday, February 13th slate here. In the association, um, I believe there's 11 games on Monday. There are, and I do have three best bets. One of, uh, I I was really into the Miami Heat, for what it's worth, as pretty much a coin flip, and I got a coin flip price against the Denver Nuggets at home, but as I was writing it up and about to submit the bet... um, the Heat downgraded Tyler Hero to doubtful to play in tonight's game. So I had to take the Heat off my bet slip. Um, I will say pay attention to my um, Twitter account at Jeffrey underscore Clark because if Tyler Hero gets ruled eligible to play or is in the starting five, I am going to be taking a piece of the Miami Heat hosting the Denver Nuggets. But my first official play – is the New Orleans Pelicans going back to the well with those guys. I'm going to take two-and-a-half points as they visit the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, They were two-and-a-half-point underdogs hosting the Cavs, and now they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Granted, it's going from home to away, but still I I don't power rank the Cavs anywhere near the Thunder. So I'll take the two-and-a-half points with the Pelicans here. They are 2-0 straight up the season versus OKC, but they've tied 1-1 against the spread, these two teams. Um, There has been sharp line movement toward New Orleans. Um, Two-thirds of the money, or excuse me, the sharp side of the market is betting the uh, the Pelicans. The Pelicans are getting more money, uh, according to DraftKings, but two-thirds of the bets are on the Thunder. Um, OKC... Actually, open as three point favorites, and they're down to two and a half currently. So, the odds makers seem to be siding with the supposed sharp money. Um, But I do also like the Pelicans here because they have a, a strength on weakness edge on the um, glass. They're eighth in rebounding rate, and they actually lead the NBA in offensive rebounding rate. Excuse me, they're eighth in offensive rebounding rate and lead the NBA in offensive rebounding rate over the last five games. Uh, the Thunder are have the second-worst defensive rebounding rate and allow the, the most second-chance points per game. Um, I also think this is a good bounce-back spot for the New Orleans Pelicans. They were on a three-game streak before having it um, snapped by the Cavaliers Friday. But they have uh, the whole weekend to rest and – Typically, this is a good spot for the Pelicans. They're only two-point underdogs, and they're 7-3 and three against the number as short underdogs of two-and-a-half points or less. They're also 7-4 and four on the road versus teams with a losing record. Um, so, again, I don't believe the Pelicans should be two-point underdogs to both the Cavs and the Thunder. Um, obviously, the Cavs are the right side on Friday, but um, I think the Pelicans should be... Either a pick'em or or close to our road favorite and at the Thunder, even though the Thunder are having a sneaky good season. Um, but we're going with the Pelicans plus two and a half. Next game that I like is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm gonna take the seven and a half points and sprinkle a little bit on their money line, which is currently plus two thirty. Um the the, the, the Timberwolves split a a back-to-back with the Dallas Mavericks December 19th and 20th, but the, the Timberwolves actually outperformed the Mavericks in three of the four factors for both games. They were missing Kyle Anderson, who's like a point forward for the Timberwolves in one of the games, and they were missing Rudy Gobert in one of the games um Rudy Gobert dramatically improves Minnesota's defense, Minnesota's defensive rebounding and Minnesota's defensive free throw attempt rate. And Anderson actually has a plus 6.4 on-off net rating. So both both of those guys are are, are key um the key for the Timberwolves and they're actually starters. So having them active, both active for this game. Um should should give the Timberwolves a leg up here. I also think Anthony Edwards, the now all-star shooting guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, is just gonna tear up Dallas's backcourt. Um both Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are terrible defenders. Um Dallas has a pretty weak front court. They're not very good at protecting the paint or the rim. So Anthony Edwards I think is gonna be able to get to the cup and and finish. At will. Um, Again, the Timberwolves are also better rested than the Mavericks. Um, The Mavericks are playing their first home game after a five-game road trip. Typically, that's a spot that you want to fade teams in the NBA, uh, returning home after a long trip, because typically they struggle in their first home game back from that road trip. Minnesota. Minnesota. Again, played two days ago, but they're nine and three straight up and eight and four when playing with a rest edge. Dallas, who played one day ago is five and seven straight up um and four seven and one against the spread when playing with a rest disadvantage. Also, the Mavs just don't cover numbers at home. They're nine, sixteen and three against the spread at home. and they typically struggle as big favorites as seven point favorites are greater. The Mavericks are 4, 10, and 1 against the number. So I'm going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves plus 7.5 and sprinkle plus 230 on the money line. And then the final best bet that I'm going with is the Washington Wizards at plus 3 over the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, the Warriors are still missing Steph Curry. Um, Steph Curry crushed the Wizards when they met earlier. Uh, This year, it was actually um, last month, the Wizards lost to the Warriors at home 127 to 118. They were actually two and a half point home underdogs here. So only being three point road underdogs against the Warriors seems suspicious to me. It feels like everyone who's betting the NBA tonight is going to be on the Warriors laying a pretty cheap number. Um, according to Vison more than 75 percent of the bets at draftkings are on Golden State yet this line opened at minus four and it's down to minus three so you got a little bit of reverse line movement or or the sports books are are um, taking sharp action um, on the wizards um, I think they're getting sharp action on the wizards because the wizards do a really good job contesting threes they fourth in both wide open three-point attempt uh, three point attempt rate allowed and um, fourth in defensive effective field goal shooting and we know the uh, Warriors like the bombs away from behind the arc so if the Warrior or if the Wizards are contesting these three pointers closing out on Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson um and and the the Warriors aren't sinking threes then they're much more likely to lose this game outright um, also. Both teams are on the front end of a back-to-back, but the elite defensive wing for the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins, is questionable to play in this game. I'm assuming, or I guess gambling, actually, that the uh, Golden State Warriors sit Andrew Wiggins and and have him play tomorrow night. Um, When Wiggins is off the floor, the warriors defense suffers. They actually allow 5.2 more points per 100 possessions when Wiggins is not in the game. And Wiggins would be a um, would be huge in defending um the defending and in, in defending Bradley Beal. So um not having Wiggins on the floor is significantly going to weaken Golden State's defense and the Wizards actually operate in an area of the floor where the Warriors don't typically play good defense. Um what I mean by that is Washington actually has the third highest rate of mid-range field mid-range field goal attempts in the NBA. That's mostly due to Bradley Beal liking to operate in the mid-range and Bradley Beal should be able to really beat up on Golden State's defense if no Wiggins is on the floor. Um but Either way, Golden State is 29th in defensive field goal percentage versus mid-range jumpers. So, again, the Wizards like to take mid-range jumpers, and Golden State isn't very good at defending those. So, I'm going to take the Wizards plus 3, willing to play it down to plus 2.5. I'm also taking the Timberwolves plus plus 7.5, willing to play it down to plus 6.5. I'm also going to sprinkle on the Timberwolves plus 230 money line at the Dallas Mavericks. And then my first best bet again was the Pelicans plus two and a half at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those are your picks for Monday, February 13th. Best of luck to you guys and gals if you um, are fading or following me either way. Hopefully I help make your NBA gambling a little bit sharper. Um, But, man, hopefully the – the good momentum that I that I I got and uh, during the weekend off the Super Bowl and betting the NBA and college basketball carries into this week because Lord knows I need it. Peace out, homies.